Welcome back to another Daily Walk. Well, today we want to talk about popping the Christian bubble. This is an interesting discussion, and uh, I remember pastor this week was talking about um, having conversations with several Amish and uh, several Mennonites. And if you know anything about the Amish or the Mennonite communities, they tend to stay close-knit. They're not evangelical. They just stay, keep themselves isolated and do what they do. Very much like the cloisters or, or the old, where the old concept of the monks came from. And uh, it reminds me of the story of Telemachus. And uh, Telemachus was a monk and he got fed up with the craziness of the world and he went to live in a monastery. And then there was some circumstances there that caused him to question, is this what life is about? And then uh, the the head of his uh, of his order says that um, you know you don't need to learn to be contemplative amongst the world's chaos. In other words, you need to be like Christ, where sometimes he's in the midst of the chaos, in the sinfulness of the world, in all of the dirty deeds and details. But at other times, separating yourself from all that in order to seek God more closely. And that's kind of a, a hard balance to find. But I think of that as you look back over what a lot of modern American Christianity has become is isolating yourselves in little pockets of purity. You know, the rest of the world has guitar heroes, so you could get Christian guitar hero. And part of the world has, you know, just name anything. You can find the Christian version of it. I, I, I had the other day, I was cleaning out the the car before I sold the one car I had and I had a just just a little tiny you know three inch long tire gauge in there and I must have picked it up somewhere I didn't buy it uh, but I just saw it somewhere and grabbed it um, it had a bible verse on it so I gave it to somebody who who could use that tire gauge and it says here this tire gauge is good you will make sure you always have good tires because this has Bible verses on it, you know, and that's kind of the thing. There was a catalog of Jesus junk that one organization put together at one point in time. And so the question is, is Christian and Christian in American society, does this mean to isolate ourselves in the pockets of purity, avoid all of the evil out there, or does it mean something more? And this is an interesting question because as we start looking at the craziness of our society as it becomes so degenerate that you can't even comprehend it anymore. We, we got we got pedophiles dressing in woman face, that would be drag, um, by the way, dressing in drag, reading sexually explicit books to our first graders, and society seems okay with that. You got people coming up with the most godless stuff like the gay BCs. I B is for bi. C is for coming out. And when you have the gay BCs showing up, it's like, what in the world is our culture and our society doing? And so the natural reaction is let's isolate ourselves from it. The question is, is this what is worse to do biblically? And some verses come to mind. Obviously, there is a verse, I think it's in one of the Corinthians. I, I can't remember. I'll put it down here on the screen. And it says, in things, uh, paraphrasing, in things that are righteous, be knowledgeable, and things that are sinful, be ignorant. 
Let us be ignorant of things of sin. We don't want to dive into sin just to experience it. Some people do. I knew this very foolish guy once who's like, I'm going to go and try all of the drugs so I can tell you how bad they are. You know, there's some things you just don't need to do. Spend a little bit of time in some of the places I've seen, work with some of the people that, that I've worked with. You do not need to try alcohol to know it can destroy your life. You don't need to try meth to know it will destroy your life. And some people just think that that's the thing. This is what the scripture speaks to. You, we don't need to go out and engage in sin so we know it. Some of us have a deeper understanding and knowledge of sin. I have a friend who was raised by missionary parents and never really went off the deep end. The concept of sin in his life has, you know, sometimes been raising his voice to people in inappropriate times and places. Whereas I have done all sorts of crazy, crazy sin uh, prior to coming to Christ. Uh, things that would rattle you. I would not say go out and experience the things that I've experienced so you can all the more love God's grace. That is what Paul says, you know, if grace is abounding, shall we sin that we may experience more of it? He's, God forbid, he says. So we don't need to go out and sin just so we can experience more grace. But some of us get more grace by the hands that were dealt to us and by the things that we've done before finding Christ, or rather before Christ finds us. And so as we are navigating this, does this mean that we need to perpetually isolate ourselves? Well, in Acts, um, right after Paul um, consents to Stephen's death by stoning, he goes out and begins this persecution against the church. And then it says, it tells us there that, that the church then scattered. Now, that was part of God's plan. Go out and scatter. Same thing God told the people coming down out of the ark. Go out into the world, be fruitful and multiply, he tells them. And what do they do? They congregate together in one giant city and engage in the sin of trying to build a tower to worship the god Marduk. And going up, building a tower into the skies. Well, God comes down and scatters their language, producing all of these language in order to separate the people out. Okay, they go out into the world now because there's no common language between them. There's no reason to stay together. Well, the church, they were staying together in Jerusalem. Persecution comes, they're scattered abroad. As they're scattered abroad, now they have good reason and motivation to get out. But we see in that verse, I didn't pull it up here, but let me find it real quick. I think it's, it's eight verses. I think it's Acts chapter eight, either verse one or verse two or something. Um, it says here, um, yeah, 8 verse 1, There arose in that day a great persecution against the church in Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Now, there's a little bit of difference between scattering the, the church and do we need to isolate ourselves in a little Christian bubbles. But, hear me out, extrapolate this out a little bit more. If all we ever do is stay within our sane little safe bubbles, if the only bit of ministry ever that you experience or appreciate is ministry inside of a program in a modern church in America, you will never reach lost people. Okay, I've told this story before. I used to do a lot of work with Big Brothers Big Sisters in my younger days. And we always had this massive problem with not having enough activities or, or people to help or things. And so I approached the church where I worked on children's ministry staff for a while. And I said, hey, 
uh, we'd like to do a program for Big Brothers Big Sisters. Is this okay? And most people did. But there was this guy that's like, no, we can't allow Big Brothers Big Sisters in our church because they let homosexuals be mentors. Well, are you afraid of some gay guy walking into your church and maybe seeing or hearing the gospel? I mean, what's the problem? But this guy wanted to isolate it out. So let's extrapolate that idea. Sure, let's isolate Big Brothers Big Sisters, a great community youth mentoring outreach, isolate it from the church. Now only the homosexuals will be mentors to the troubled children. Well, that's a logical plan, isn't it? Hash slash S. No. We need to get out there into the world. Going back to Telemachus, we need to be contemplatives amongst the world's chaos. You will not find the same caliber of kids in Big Brothers Big Sisters as you will find inside of the church. Your idea of working in a children's ministry that is in the church is going to be children from good Christian homes and they're going to be soft things like, oh, obey your mom and your dad. My work with Big Brothers Big Sisters, I work with kids who had meth addicts as fathers. I work with people with mentally ill parents. I've worked with kids who have had serious, serious, serious things. I've worked with kids who have been molested. I have worked with kids who have been abandoned and abused. Those types of kids are those who need the gospel way more. I mean, that is what Jesus said. The Pharisees ask his not him, they ask his disciples, why does he eat with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus knows what's in their heart and answers. I did not come to save the righteous, but the sinners. And that is the thing. We as Christians need to get out of the halls of the churches and get out of the safe confines and get out of the safe Christianized bubbles that we have created and get out into the world and preach the gospel to people who are seriously hurting, who seriously need to know Christ. And then as we do this, we need to get out into this world that is sinful and we need to show ourselves as the light that we are. We need to show ourselves as not being hypocrites. We need to show ourselves as being able to be in a bar without getting slobbering drunk. Not that I would advocate going into a bar, but there is a time and a place potentially for it. I, I say we need to get out there and, and just get out and see the craziness in the world and be the only true light many people see. You might be the only Jesus Christ people ever see. So we need to get out there. We need to get away from the Christian bubbles. We need to get out of the Mennonite and the Amish communities. We need to get out of the safe Christian bubbles. We need to get into the world to preach the gospel there. That is what the call is for Christ. So get out of those Christian bubbles. And instead, walk in the world being a person obedient to the cause of Christ. We'll leave it there today. Thanks for watching, and I hope that you enjoy your daily walk in our Lord. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.